Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hi, welcome to an extra watch over. Yeah, we didn't leave you guys high and dry over winter hiatus. We're here we for you. We tried to. <laughs> well, it's only because I have freaking Christmas crap. Let's be honest. Christmas, Christmas does not happen without the mothers. I feel like that's a blanket well, gender mm, stereotype well, <laughs> that I believe in. <laughs> you can believe in it all you want, but in our house, it's... Christmas doesn't happen without the father. <laughs> me, I'm the bump on the log who... Cal's like life goals for me. Cal's, every time I'm like, hey, I, she's like, you know what you do? No. And I'm like, what? And she says, you don't do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. That's, that's kind of my <laughs> life motto. You know what you do? What? Nothing. <laughs> you know? Nothing. Just don't do it. I'm like, really? I can do that? You're like, hell yeah. 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 What was the tweet you found yesterday that was so us? The pajama one? Oh, yes. Changing out of your... Ni- don't talk to me before I've changed out of my nighttime pajamas into my daytime pajamas. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that tweet I, is our spirit animal. That's, that's me so on, much a, us. <laughs> yeah. on your that's average really you. daily basis. I will occasionally... Like, I'm dressed today. I feel like it was special. Well, I sleep I was running in errands. different pajamas than I wear generally. Like, it's, it's the difference between, like, pajamas... And then during the day is like loungewear, but it's still, I buy them yeah. in the pajama department, so. yeah. but it's still like, you know. I agree. Loungewear can be pajamas. Loungewear is just pajamas that people don't want to call pajamas. No, because they're like, I'm going to go take my kids I'm to gonna, school I'm going to go like do my <laughs> yoga in this. In my, so. That's what happens around, that's where I live. It's like your freaking Lexus SUV and your yoga pants and they're super... Like expensive sunglasses, moms exactly. driving their kids to that's, soccer practice, and then that's they go to what yoga. I do. I throw I'm my like, hair mm, up in the in the me. ponytail, <laughs> and I wear my loungewear to take the kids to school because mm-hmm. when I come home, you nine times out of ten, I'm gonna lay down and go back to sleep. My <laughs> daughter actually <laughs> requested, I think, in first grade, for me to stop walking her to the bus stop because I'm pretty sure I. Was, I was wearing my pajamas down the bus up because I don't give a fuck. And yeah. she was like, could you maybe stay in the house? <laughs> like, I what? What's I the problem? Stop. I yeah. wish. The only reason I agreed to it is because I could see her from our window. Ugh, you make me sick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you are super jealous of my school. Oh, and her school so five minutes jealous. from our house. I know. You now, hate me. see, we have a school five minutes from our house. We have yeah, a bus stop there. that I can practically see the kids walk to. In fact, our oldest went there through fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, he mm. went all the way through there. But it was, we were like, no. So <laughs> we found Let's the make it eight school. times more difficult. Well, the problem is, is the. The, the elementary is like almost, it's almost fine, but like 
the middle school around here and high it school, it's like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't improve. So we're mm, like, well, we're going to need to find yeah, something gotta different for him. And so once we got him in the middle school and then Liam's like, hey, I'm ready to go to elementary school now. We thought for like a half a minute, we're like, we could just have him go to <laughs> elementary school yeah, at the neighborhood. Yeah, switch schools. And then we're like, uh, let's just put him in the charter yeah. too. So Our backup school, if yeah. her schools go to crap, is a private school right behind her house, but it costs like $15,000 a year. Yikes. And I don't want, like, for, yeah, no. I'm like, no, that's, no. Oh, that's more than my college education. That's, no, thank that's you. That's a lot of money. Well, it wasn't more than my college education. It's my more than per year what my college was so I'm like mm, no then mm. we're not doing that <laughs> yeah so um, things are gonna have to get pretty freaking bad for us to write that check and well luckily we we have this charter which is a nice happy that is nice without yeah. having to go to full do the, mm-hmm. I hear it. hi people who are here to talk I know about this, is, this is totally <laughs> what we do though we get on the phone and we talk about anything but elicity oh god okay. then we, we wind our way to it yeah yeah <laughs> well, we'll we'll get back on it. We were asked a couple weeks ago, like right after we started the podcast, somebody wanted us to talk about early elicity, like particularly season one. And mm. I, we kind of thought you can't really talk about season one without also talking about season two, because yeah. it's, they're, they're kind of a package deal when it, at least when it comes to the beginnings. Yeah. So I guess their basic question is, when did we see, like. Elicity was going to be the couple. And when do you think the shift? I actually wrote a post on this. Yeah. It's a, it's a Years good, ago. it's a good thing to talk about mm-hmm. because there's a lot there, like how they steered towards Elicity and away from the river in those early days. It's pretty freaking genius. Yes, it is. Like I, I have really not seen a show. I would maybe give Dawson's Creek some credit, but they did they the did. whole. They did pretty good. They did really good, yeah, but, but they, they went w- back to Dawson and then they lost. Some yeah, there was a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> there was like a major love triangle angle. And I really like in retrospect, I don't think that was ever Arrow's intention yeah. was to create a love triangle. I think they had zero interest in that. And it no. was it was Felicity um, from I honestly my personal opinion is I know what the writers have said. I know Mark Guggenheim has said that they decided Felicity was going to be Oliver's um, great love in season two, but we know I just, it was we, I just feel like that <laughs> is bullshit. Know. I'm sorry. I feel like that's, that's Mark. Yeah, that's what Mark says to TV line, but it's not because he actually doesn't want accurate. the comic fans because he like can't send say difference. what it really is, which is pretty much when we saw Emily Bette cards and the dailies after 103, we're like, this is Ooh. her, you know. Well, here's the thing. And this is, I was thinking about this when I was thinking we'd probably record this podcast. I was kind of like thinking some, some ideas mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, it might've been different had I started watching at the very beginning, like you did, mm-hmm. but I came in after 206. I know. So I already knew that there was hints. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to... To decide what my response to season one Elicity was specifically. Because, yeah, I was a little bit more in retro. But at the same time, I feel fairly sure that I would not have really, 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 like, gotten invested in it until season two anyway. I think that's fair. I, I 
especially since you and I are so similar. Because, like I said, <laughs> I always say that Arrow was a slow burn for me. I didn't fall in love with it. Um, I would say the I slowly grew more obsessed with it as season two progressed. By the end of season two, my husband was like, okay, we need to get you checked into a program or you start a blog. It's going to be one of those two. Or we go to counseling. It's going <laughs> to take your pick. Um, but I, and, and a lot of that, I would say 95% of that reason is because I was not invested in the love story, no matter how hard I tried. And listen, guys. I tried really freaking hard in season one. See, and I know to get I behind Laurel and Oliver, and I was just—I wouldn't have even tried. You know? What yeah, I, mean? I feel I like if just... I had started where you had started, and there was already—it was just so hard. Like as you're watching it, they just made such a thing. It's going to be Laurel. It's going to be Laurel. It's—they just were so hyper focused on it. I felt, and like this is his great love, and it was like a lot of showing or a lot of telling but not showing um and it just it always was and I just since I had the comic book background that my husband had told me he was like the green arrow and black canary go together so that's what it's going to be I'm like okay um but as you as I was watching it obviously the the person the female lead person character that I was most interested in was Felicity and we you it was it was like you're 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 in a desert screaming for water <laughs> that was how it, it, it and she's the water it's like and we got very limited uh doses of her they in season her one extremely sparingly very limited a. and every mm-hmm. time she came on screen it was like you're just being doused in in water and you can function again as a viewer and then she'd go away and if you like the days in the desert you'd have to go without water that's what it felt like like when is felicity coming back and because you make season one such a an uneven season well it's like, like she would just be gone and you're it would be you're just like well, where is she like is she helping isn't it was just so sporadic if they finally got a handle on it when did one fourteen? One fourteen is when yeah. she was. Yeah, so they finally got a handle on it. And she was in, and then after that, you're just. I was like, okay, this chemistry is amazing. But where I was at, I really felt. My number one concern was, Arrow's just gonna keep her as, you know, the geeky um, sidekick who's in love with Oliver, but he never reciprocates. Well, to, yeah, it, yeah, that was that was kind of the concern in season one. From what I've, I've, yeah. I've gleaned from the fandom when I joined, you know, just where people's heads were at. A lot of people. I've even read fanfic, Elicity fanfic, where the writer who may have gone on to become a great Elicity fan in their own right, mm-hmm. at the stuff that they wrote in season one was kind of colored towards the. But eventually, he's going to go back to Laurel. Yeah type of it never felt like it during season one it never felt like oliver's gonna pick felicity and we're going with felicity it never felt like that it just seemed very unlikely it felt very she has this crush on her and he's amused by her um obviously when steven and emily are in a scene together like the chemistry is ridiculous it's like it's just something they can't control it just kind of bounces off the screen but my feeling was 
Felicity's in love with Oliver, but I couldn't get a I couldn't get a read on him because he's very different in season one. He's very he was um, very cards close to his cards chest. close to his chest. He was very um, Stephen's acting was even a little bit more. I just Oliver was so reserved in season one. And yeah, there are absolutely scenes with Felicity in season one. You're like, okay, well, this feels a little bit well, more like that friends. Me, you that know, brings me to where, where I first really feel like they were testing the waters, which was one fifteen. Is that the gold um, dress? That's the gold dress, but I'm talking about before the gold dress. Uh, I'm talking okay. about where she locks the doors. <laughs> she locks the doors. I don't really she locks this. the doors to keep him in because he was going to go out. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And they're the like, kid. just have sex right in front of Diggle moment. Well, yeah. Mm, that's kind of what I was felt feeling. felt like that was, I mean, both scenes, I would argue, are definitely them testing the waters. But that one specifically made me kind of sit up and go, Okay, wait, what? Because <laughs> it was it was more overt than anything they'd done so far up until then. Uh, yeah, I would say the scene in season one, I was a little bit later. Because, um, again, like when that happened, it was like, whoa, chemistry overload. Go in a closet and have sex. I mean, even Diggle in the scene is amused by it. He's like raising eyebrows and like, whoa. Um... But I think where I felt for the first time th she might be a viable option is the gold dress scene. Like where they're actually considering going with her um, was the gold dress scene. That was, yeah. Because I feel like that was a scene in which it, it, there's Oliver reactions and there's Steven reactions. And you... There's a lot like, of Steven in where's season the line one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Steven reacting to Emily in season one versus Oliver reacting to Felicity. So well, like when he checked out her ponytail when she said checked out her ponytail. I dye my hair. Um yeah. the one that I really think of is when he goes to I think it's uh, he gives her the arrow to inspect and he's looking yeah. at her like she's Christmas morning, you know, and I'm like whoa <laughs> um but I feel like script wise he was instructed via the script to look at her like damn you know it felt more of course I think Steve probably there's always it some did Steve feel in, script but it endorsed. feels script endorsed that this was a planned right. moment that she's gonna but come then in again so does the locking of the foundry because he comes yes. over and he yes. uses his stature or whatever to try right. to kind of intimidate her. Gets in her, her space. Yeah. And she's like it's not that she's not affected but she's not going to be cowed. I would I, I would say that entire episode is them cranking up the sexual attraction. Whereas before it was mm -hmm. more um, it was definitely a lot more at least one-sided. Yeah, yeah well more one-sided cutesy cute she makes all the you know innuendo slips and he is just straight faced every time she does it which I love that you know but in order to expand her into the character she is now just, they had to get into that they had yeah. to get into the sex of it and it really felt like the actors the the writers the directors the showrunners really kind of testing how is the audience going to react to these scenes like this like what what is what is the online buzz going to be from this episode 
seeing these scenes? What are we going to see on Twitter? Mm-hmm. And I think they got their answer. Well, and, you know, I, I would say, so, yeah, I agree that that's probably the first scene that I felt, okay, whoa. There, that's the first episode where I felt the writers were maybe not just um, it's going to be a hopeless crush, that this could be reciprocated on Oliver's end. But I think the writers um, pushed the shift starting even further back from that. Oh, um, yeah. The I scene that I remember, it was right after um, he had gone through the Huntress saga. That was mm-hmm. like a two-episode arc. Like, wasn't it five or six? In season it was one? something no, like that. No, it was that. a little it bit was later. Somewhere, no, no, it was, it was in there. Okay, it was in that it range. In the, it might have been six and seven. And I seven. think they were doing this. I think in season one, the chemistry with Katie Cassidy and Stephen Amell was such a disaster that I think they were testing love interests throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone talks about how slutty Oliver was in season one, but I was, I really he think that was really, he really wasn't. He didn't sleep with. No. I mean, what did, who did he sleep with? He slept with Huntress, Helena and McKenna. Yeah. So and Laurel and Laurel. So I don't know. I don't think that that's, that's I mean, not have outrageous. you, have you seen him in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's certainly not the story that they were pushing about. Right. So I feel like they were running love interest through. And uh, yeah, Helena was, I thought there was a lot of chemistry there. um, But nothing compared to Emily. I see what they were trying to do with Helena, with her story, kind of compare and contrast with his. But I'm still not sure exactly what they're trying to do with McKenna. You know what it felt like to me? Because I knew... Um, I knew Laurel's going to become this Black Canary character. It just felt like this is Oliver trying to have the arrow, trying to have the superhero girlfriend, but it just doesn't quite fit because it's the wrong woman. Yeah. And the real one it fits with is Laurel because they have them go on that double date with Laurel and Tommy and it's so freaking awkward. (laughs) <laughs> that was bad. And but they ha- did the double date with 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 McKenna and Laurel. Did they? Yeah. Was that the one where I feel like Helena f- flipped out on Oliver after they had the double date with Laurel and Tommy because she was like, "Okay, you're clearly still in love with her." And he's like, "No, I'm I- not." Don't so maybe remember. the McKenna thing came later. I know. I, <laughs> I gotta rewatch it. They, they bleed together but, in my brain. But what I'm saying. So the reason why. I, like in retrospect, this was something that I noticed in hindsight. It was not something I noticed when I watched right. it live. That Oliver sits down at Big Belly Burger with Diggle, and Diggle kind of tells him, you know, I don't think love is about changing or saving that a person. That was definitely bad. Hel- I think it's Helen. about you know yeah. who's the right fit and. You know, Maxine. he t- Diggle tells him someday <laughs> you will be ready for her, and they cut to Felicity walking through a glass door. And I was like, that is not accidental. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they really, and Arrow did that a lot in season one. They did. That when I look back on it. They were subtle. And I can get why the the comic people didn't pick up on it. Well, yeah, I didn't pick up on it. And I didn't pick up on it. And I was looking for it. And I was like, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, there it was in a freaking neon sign. And I can't remember what episode that was in. I feel like the Helena episodes were maybe like 
seven or eight. Say, I think I want to say it was it was it was six or seven, but yeah. I'll, so I mean, that's fairly soon six. after Emily yeah. did her first episode, which was three. Right. So I think that they were shifting. To me, you can't get to the end of season two and where Oliver is at the end of season two without starting the shift in season one. Listen, I have been pretty vocal in the past about my belief about the the killing off of Tommy. Yeah, is in large part to the shift. Yes, and I agree. As much as I hate losing Tommy, if I had to lose Tommy in order to get what I wanted ship wise, then that's okay. I'm still sad that I didn't get to have Tommy, but at the same time, I feel like they had bigger plans for Tommy that they had to scuttle when they shifted. And he was let go shortly after they came back to filming after winter break, which would have been around episode 13, 14, 12, somewhere in there. And that's when she was brought in as a regular. The, I don't feel there's a coincidence on 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 the timing of those things. The, he was brought. He was essentially told that he was going at the same time they're extending Emily's contract and offering her a bigger role. I mean, that cannot be a coincidence. No, I agree. I agree. I think if they had stuck, I think the original plan is they keep they keep this Tommy Laurel Oliver mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. going for at least another year. Yeah. And, and I don't think the plan was to hook Oliver and Laurel up in season one. No. And you know, plan. when you watch season one, it's like on a dime that they hook it up. It's really rushed. It's I remember. Almost, it's almost jarring. Yeah. I remember feeling like, whoa, what? Like, it, it was just, it just felt very quick. All of a sudden, Oliver and Laurel are sleeping together and we're together. And just given the amount of time in between Laurel and Tommy's breakup and Laurel and Oliver had just discussed how she asked him to move in with her and he, you know, jumps on a boat to the China Sea. That is pretty much a very big, he's just not that into you sign. And they had that whole conversation and she's like, can you just tell Tommy that everything's over between us and it just and then all of a sudden it's like boom and I, they're they're selling it like they had been building towards this moment all season long but i didn't really feel they were that. dancing around it yeah and they danced around it for so many episodes that to then suddenly rush the center it was like it whoa was wait really fast we went from dancing to yeah. rushing and I'm it like, was like what is happening there? <laughs> i was i was really just whoa they're sleeping together right now it was very fast it felt not as shocking to me as when laurel and sarah or oliver and sarah slept together in season two but it felt like wait we're doing what we got to this point we're here what it just didn't feel like there was enough build-up and i well and that was that honestly should have been a big flat red flag to the people who were fans of that relationship because what show that has any, I don't know, desire to go on for a length of time gets their ship together at the end of the first season. I mean, Dawson's Creek, and then they broke him up like two episodes later. It's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, 
it, if if they do end up getting them back together in the end, you're still in for a world of pain after the first season. Like it's it's never a good sign if they hook them up in the first. Well, season. and I never. remember, yeah, I remember in an interview, um, Mark saying. You, they needed to pay off the Laurel and Oliver relationship that they had been building towards that all season Which one. Which just to me says we need to... We needed to wrap a bow on it. We needed to wrap it up so we could move on past it. Yeah, exactly. Not to return. Yeah, I agree. So to me, that that episode with Felicity walking through the door um, felt like the first time that Arrow... The writers were saying she's our plan, and yeah. that I is definitely a great agree. Deal, they were they were planning a great deal faster this. than what they will admit to in interviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will always say, "Oh, season two, we started to kick the idea around." Listen, no. by the time you guys were filming two hundred one, it was all over the place. Yeah, I, I mean, Watch I'm sorry. Listen, I gotta be honest <laughs> with you guys. I, I personally, this is what I think happened. I think Katie can't. Cu- I think Katie Cassidy had a network contract. So they were paying her. I mean, there wasn't a show on the FNCW that that girl did not get run through. Um, I think Melrose Place was supposed to be be her big hit, her big vehicle, and she was very, very good on it. But the rest of the show sucked. So it didn't make it past the first season. She was on a lot of, um, you know, she did Supernatural. She did, I think she was even on Gossip Girl. and I think the network, I got to be honest with you, there was no chemistry test between her and Steven. He's readily admitted to that, that he never tested with Katie. And she was the big name on the show. He was nobody. He was uh, Brady the werewolf also, from the Vampire Diaries. You know what I mean? He was like, also hired pretty much right away. Too. Yeah, I think he, he, he tested and he Oliver. was like, yeah, it was just he, I, I don't know if they even tested anyone after Steve. I think he was like maybe the first audition. They're like, okay, well, we're done. Here he is. Um so I think they hired Katie. I think the network told the uh, Arrow producers um, to hire her because they're paying her already. Mm-hmm. So you got to give her, you know, this is part of the deal. They got to give her, they got to give her a role because then you're just paying the actress for not doing anything. And I think Nobody what they really thought was, well, she's so good looking and he's so good looking. We'll just put them together. It's a CW and show. And it's ta-da! It works. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. And I and think most times they can get away with that. Right. It might not be the most, most of the times epic it works to 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 ever land on yeah. our TV, but it'll it'll pass muster. Right. And they just did not. Even I come feel close. like when they were filming the pilot, they were like, "Holy shit!" I absolutely <laughs> think there was a bad. moment <laughs> during. I, th- I absolutely believe that there was a moment during filming the pilot where they were like, "Is it too late to recast?" Her? Yeah, I agree, and probably yeah, because she had signed and. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was really bad. And they were um, they were in the weeds. And I think they knew they were in the weeds. This was a hot mess they had on their hand. They absolutely do. They knew so much that you had the network president watching dailies mm-hmm. of this show. And that's why he Looking. saw Emily's yeah. introduction and right. said, hey... Who's she? Underline, underline, underline. Where's the more blonde chick? Is I think it's like more blonde computer girl. I think is what the note that they would get yeah. back on there. So they were they were looking. They were looking. Eyes absolutely were looking. wide open and peeled for and and the, listen the answer to their very Arrow's, enormous problem by Arrow's own admission. 
the scene in 103 changed everything because they keep having Oliver talk about how it changed everything. Right. Exactly. I mean, that is probably one of the more meta moments of it's, the it's, Arrow Every time series. he brings it up, I'm just like, ah. I mean, that whole speech yes. Oliver gives Felicity in 301 is really Stephen giving it to telling Fli- Emily that this is how you've changed and impacted this show and this is why mm-hmm. you matter. Um so yeah, feel we free. We didn't plan for you, but you came along. And you came along everything. and you fixed a very, very, very big problem. And mm-hmm. they were essentially written into a corner because of the pilot. And the way they... The what I admire about them... That, that he had to still have a hope for Laurel clear through the flashbacks, which meant five years. Yeah. Which, I, which is, that's another reason I really couldn't believe that they were ever going to drop Laurel because the whole point, like, I understood the symmetry of it, you know? I very much yeah. was like, oh, this is this would be super cool if this really works. They had to work around it. And you're like, oh my God, well, they're never going to move away from her because in the flashbacks, he's, like, still madly in love with her, so... Well, they had to kind of make it more about his redemption. Right. Well, they, they really... Yeah. Yeah. They really backed off. I mean, they they went in season two. The two things that I really admire most is they took their time with the shift. It wasn't like they did. flip on it a dime. It's not like what Supergirl did with, with Kara and James. It was like... You don't want it quick because if yeah, it's quick, like, then what? it doesn't last. Right. You're just like, wait, what is going on? Um, But I feel like, you know, they had... Um, the the post I wrote was a comparison between Oliver's love declaration to Laurel in the Queen Mansion at the end of season one and the one to Felicity at the end of season two and compare and contrast them. And when you actually really watch the scenes, they are radically different, but the location is hugely important. And the writers put Felicity in that spot again for a reason. That's the thing I can all, I'm always amazed at with the Arrow writers is they have no problem shading on <laughs> Laurel and Oliver. Oh my god. They have the like time. no problem with it. They will be like, "Yep, that's crap. This is cool. This is gold." You know, and I've never actually seen a show do that before. <laughs> drag a relationship that they created as much as Arrow drags Laurel and Oliver. It's kind of on uh, on another level of of and, I, and maybe, uh, you know, you can say that we're Elicity fans and so we read into stuff. Um, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think some of this stuff is pretty just blanket. Yeah, facts. It's, it's, you know? it's, it's there. But the There's other no thing that they did, and I thought that was really... <laughs> and what I wish I had picked up more as I'm watching from season two, because as the difference between me and Cal is Cal goes into season two around 2.07. And so she knew about Elicity. She knew that there was going to be, that they were building towards it. I was not online. I think if had I been online and had a community around me, I would have felt more confident. To say that I was, was in the community at 207, after 207, yes. Yeah. But I was still, I was still kind of just going off of what I But you were told, yeah, you were told there's this, coupling so you were kind of I was going told into that, it that she's a cutie and yeah. he's kind of smitten with her and i'm like is he really let's go watch yeah, let's go know? check it out <laughs> um so i was very stressed 
all through season two because this this big huge who does he love the most I was like, well, it's gotta be. Too. I was like, I it's gotta I be Felicity. Yeah. I was like, it has Felicity. So that part of it. But I think what I realized um, as I got into fandom and then looked retrospectively back at season two is they also um, did a shift in the flashbacks, which they did. W- was very subtle um, and kind of amazing that they did that because they basically um, wrote themselves out of a corner in present day and in the flashbacks that they really built Laurel up as this, um, they put Laurel on a pedestal in season one and they took her off the pedestal in season two. They ripped her off the pedestal And in they really two. made the viewers question this concept of are Oliver and Laurel destined for one another? Because they introduced this storyline with Sarah and where Sarah tells the story about how she was the one who had the crush on that Oliver first. so damning yeah and so damning and laurel wanted him and so she she got her sister in trouble and got her grounded and then everybody likes to point to laurel's alcoholism in season two as that's the scene i point to that i'm like "Mm -mm." i agree because it's like that the the alcoholism is fine she could come back from the alcoholism that's a great setup for a redemption if i ever saw one right but the the her her shiftiness with Sarah and her blind insistence on becoming Mrs. Oliver Queen, even while she says to Sarah basically that she knows he cheats on her. Yeah, there was some really unbelievable Those flashbacks scenes in that episode with Laurel and Sarah amazing. that I was like, "What is happening?" It was really because Sarah. The only way that you can come away from those scenes is to question well what if laurel didn't call the cops on her sister would oliver had ended up with sarah and it really makes you question that because mm-hmm. there's this attitude that oh it's oliver and laurel laurel and oliver they're going to be forever you know mm-hmm. um she's going to be mrs queen and laurel herself perpetuates that yeah and she's the one that said yeah that was exactly what and I that's was the plan and sarah's <sighs> the one who's like well, maybe he's not on the same page as you and Laurel just has this, I don't even know if it's blinders on. She just, there's this image of Oliver. It's blinders. Yeah, that just <laughs> is not what who Oliver is. I would say either Laurel never has a clear understanding of who Oliver is um, in flashbacks or in present day. And it, it, you just kind of, every time she would say in the, in, in the flashbacks, and every time he would say in the present day, that you know oh oh, you know me she knows me i know him you know all this stuff and it was like it rang so false well that was what was so interesting when i compared um the two love confessions oliver and laurel have already had sex that kind of bothered me they had already had sex um so their reunion was the night before but then she wakes up in bed and he's not there and let's not forget to mention, too, that Tommy is watching his best friend and ex-girlfriend <laughs> screw each other via a window. I'm like, it would be like, <laughs> like, have you heard of drapes, Laurel? Um, and she comes favorite. to Oliver and she's, he sells her this story. Like, she's always been the one who truly saw who he was and the island just stripped away everything 
think he wasn't and it revealed who he <laughs> truly was not i was like this doesn't reality. make any sense to what you're <laughs> telling me well, from what i've seen in the flashbacks no and i and i still don't that whole speech is a crack of shit i don't know if the writers were like well we're just gonna say all this because laurel has Loved him for so long, and I feel like they kept trying to throw her these bones. Yeah, it was Same like we're gonna throw her bones. Right, and it was like but it's kind of like a parting gift before they 16. deep six her ass. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like exactly. okay, we're gonna before like 18. we're gonna give you some credit. Yeah, but then we're never gonna speak of you again. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I found was so interesting. So I I don't agree with Oliver's take on the island at all i don't think it stripped away and revealed who he truly was i think it mm. i think it stripped away everything he was and burnt him to the ground and he was rebuilt from the ground up mm-hmm. um the oliver that went into the lianyu and the oliver that came out of lianyu are not the same and they never mm. ever showed us an oliver in the flashbacks that even has a a micro piece of heroism in him he is an absolute dog and every flashback that they have of ollie he's an absolute scuzz bucket so i was just like okay well that doesn't make any sense and what i thought was really 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 interesting is he does not tell laurel he loves her it's the perfect time for it there's no interruptions he's gonna go off and save the city um what what better parting shot would there be i mean literally there was i mean they had the sun shining through (laughs) but what i what bothered me about it is as he's telling her about oh you know me the best he's still lying to her (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's all bullshit he's still lying about who he is to her he still hasn't mm-hmm. fessed up. The, to me, what what I was expecting, what I as a viewer, I was really expecting Oliver to cough up that he's the Green Arrow or he's the he's the Hood. I thought that made sense. I was like, yeah, she's gonna be like, okay, this isn't who you are, and then realize he's a great guy, and then we're gonna he's gonna tell her. By the way, I've been the hero that you've been lusting after all these months. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I'll be with you even more. Um, Particularly since Laurel had already decided to be with Oliver, not knowing that information. Like, I personally feel like there was a, a, yeah, sure, her safety. But he also didn't want her to decide to be with him again because he was the hood. He wanted her to decide to be with Oliver first, and then we'll throw in the hood as, like, icing on the cake. Um, And he didn't do it. And I couldn't understand. I was like, why the fuck has he said anything? And then I was like, okay, well, at the very least, he can tell her he loves her. At least that part she's earned. Nope. Didn't tell her that either. And when you compare it with the scene in the mansion, um, he's got the green arrow. He's got the hood on. He's got, well, he's got the, the suit on. The hood's down. So it's really, he's both personas in front of Felicity. She knows both sides of himself. And... When he sell, tells her he loves her, it's supposed to be a lie because it's all for the ruse, but it's the moment of truth for Oliver. It is the first time he's told the whole truth. It's, lit- it's the first time he's told her everything. He's, he's telling Felicity everything. The one secret Oliver had with Felicity was that he loved her, that he, he had never told her how he really feels about her. That was their one secret between them. And he 
he reveals everything to her in that moment. And yeah, it's in the dark, but I, I like that it was in the dark because... Because it, it kind of signifies that they still have a long way to yeah, go. Yeah, it wasn't quite... We're not shining a spotlight on that moment quite yet, like they did in 301. Um, I think in 301, they really wanted to tell fans, okay, they're going to be apart, but like, here's a spotlight. <laughs> Also, they had been abusing spotlights earlier. Like, they had just shined the big spotlight in the clock tower. So it was like, okay, we got to, like, ease off a little bit. Um, Oh, man, that clock tower. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) that, that, again, like, this is the moment he tells her that he loves her. But that clock tower scene, for me, is the moment Oliver knows he loves her. See. And you disagree on this. No, I go. You go back further. I do go back further. And part of it is due to the fact that Stephen said that his belief is that Oliver realized it in 206. Well, my thing with that is I don't disagree that Oliver realized. I, I don't think you can look at season two um, and be like, he he's like clueless about her until 222. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's a slow. You're talking about like the depth of he's, feeling. Yeah, it's that it's really that quote. It's like he's he's fell in love with her slowly and then there's just that all at once moment where he realizes Maybe the difference between there's there's levels. There's the attraction, yeah, there's the like I like her, there's right. the this is the love We're of my watching life Oliver <laughs> fall. I think in 206 he is recognizing, I agree with Steven, that he is acknowledging he has feelings for her and he's telling her that that she's not just, you know, a one night stand to him and that he does really care about her, but he can't be with her because of that reason. I totally just, agree with that. It's just Okay, in 206, here you have, there's, there's so much to mind. We've got to talk about 206. Okay, so 206, they're all going to Russia to help out Dick. Mm-hmm. But Isabel tags along at the last minute, which kind of throws a bit of a, a wrench in it, because now they have to pretend like they're going for work and kind of distract Isabel from what's really going on. Okay. And Isabel is sharp. Isabel misses nothing. I mean, let's ignore the fact that Isabel knew that he was the Green Arrow at this point. Yeah. yeah. I she still, did. Yeah. She did. She, 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 she knew the whole time who he was. But we were all still pretending, so it's fine. That, who cares about that? What she called him out on was Felicity. And yeah. she did it all through the episode. You know? And from when she met them at the plane to when they landed in in Russia, her skirts aren't that short. You know, the whole time she kind of was like telling him, listen, I see I see you there. I see you. And and Oliver's like, it's not that he's panicked because that would that would convey he's just more more acknowledgement on his part than he actually had. It's a little bit like. The way kids are in, like, kindergarten, first grade, you like her. No, I don't. It's just, like, that very almost childlike reaction, you know? But it was, it was. But, like, obviously, it's true, but he's not prepared to admit it to anyone. Yeah. It was startling because he was trying, you know, he, he was lying to himself, I think, 
to a large degree at that point, you know, and he was like, no, no, I just want her to be my EA so I can, you know, we can talk Green Arrow business. And it was like, yeah, 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 that's all true, but that's not the whole story and you know it. And so Isabel was saying, listen, I know that there's more to this story. And he's like, well, I don't want her to know anything. Yeah. Yep. And so when the opportunity comes to kind of distract Isabel, he jumps on it like like somebody on a landmine mm-hmm. you know <laughs> he's yeah he, he's he's very interested in getting her off of that particular scent and it, it it's get it gets blown wide open when felicity comes and knocks on the door because this is an eventuality he hadn't really planned for which is ridiculous because he knew Felicity was there in the hotel, knew that the time to go get Dig was approaching. Yeah, Oliver know. is not a real thinker in season two. We're a good chunk <laughs> he, of it. He, he was, but his face, when he answered that door and he saw her standing there, it's like he saw his, his chickens come home to roost. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh no, this is, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to mm-hmm. me. And, and he's, he's terrified. And, of course, Isabel comes strolling out, and she doesn't want to leave any any mystery there. And here's the thing. This is why I think this is when Oliver knew. Is because if, if he didn't know at least some feelings were there, then he wouldn't have felt the need to explain to her there, nor again when they were back in Starling. I totally agree with that. He wouldn't have felt guilty. You wouldn't have seen that face. Like somebody did a GIF set once. The the face that that he makes when Felicity walks away is the same exact face he's made at several key moments like in season one where like there was one point where Laurel said something and walked away and he made that face, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was it, it was it was it was a regret. And it was like, that's interesting. <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. have shown us that if there wasn't going to be anything made of that. They right. wouldn't they wouldn't Which have that made totally a big makes deal sense for like when you're com- from where you were coming in with the show. I think mm-hmm. that that makes And I like I said, I agree with Steven that that is a point. He can't make that speech to Felicity without acknowledging that he has feelings for her. I think there's a But difference. I think he after that he buried them right I think there's a difference between I have feelings for you and this is the love of my life she's it I will live in celibacy until I I am with this woman and that that's the moment in which (laughs) the clock tower because you know he had Sarah and Sarah just broken up with him and I know that that was a lot of yeah no I know that bugs people it really bothers people that Oliver asked Sarah to move in with him and it doesn't bother me at all no I love that To me, it feels... um, I actually like that. He's like, she's like trial run girlfriend. It's like he's trying out being a monogamous, steady boyfriend. This is not something Oliver excels at. It's a brilliant contrast to his relationship with Laurel. Because all we had seen of Oliver in in a steady, committed relationship up until this point. Because I don't think you would call the Helena thing 
And I'm not calling uh, McKenna it either because she was and on like McKenna two episodes. And McKenna was close. Like he yeah. was like, oh, I'll come to Coast City. And she's like, bitch, please. Yeah. And so it wasn't, it wasn't, they were still just dating. Like Laurel was his only other really serious relationship that we saw him with. And she was like, we should move in together. And he's like, I think I have a boat to catch. <laughs> and he took off. And then here he was with Sarah. And he was the one suggesting the apartment. And it was like, I understand people don't like, like Sarah's that, the, the one who time. wanted to bolt. That's what's hilarious about that scene. But can we take a moment to just marvel at the at the change that this showed in him? It was amazing. Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's it shows a lot of growth. And my thing is, he um, had to have achieved that growth before he started anything. With well, Felicity. in order for the Felicity thing to happen, Oliver had to go through his perfect on paper love interest. Okay, mm-hmm. that this and is that the Sarah. one because Sarah is the antithesis of that speech in 206. Okay, Oliver's entire reason for not being with Felicity is because of the life he leads and oh danger. But Sarah can protect herself. She's a ninja. Well, that works out nicely. Okay, and he has the shared trauma with her. Um, we always say Sarah is a female Oliver. So there's a lot on paper that looks great. But what I admire about Sarah is that she she even knew before Oliver in some level (laughs) that she was like, no, I know I'm not the one that you're supposed to be with. The one that you're supposed to be with is literally sitting right behind me as I'm, as I'm dumping your ass in front of her and telling you that this is the person you should be with. And Oliver is in such a state of, it's not even denial. It's fear. I think that once he admits itself, it's a bit of a panicky fear. yeah, Yeah. If he really admits who Felicity is to him and what she means to him. Because it's not going to be, oh, let's just go out for, you know. Well, here's the thing. Let's just have a casual. It's not. Felicity was never going to be a casual relationship. Felicity, if he started something with her, he knew it was going to be. After 206 and 207, that's what he, he knew that. He knew that after those two episodes and the, and the events, yeah, he had happened, to pump the brakes because he was he was already there. It was it was he didn't look at Felicity and see like you know whatever roll in the hay go out to dinner no. catch a movie. I don't even think whatever. I don't think he ever saw that with her. I really don't. No. I think he. Looked I think at her, what he saw when he looked at her was wedding bells. Yeah, and mother of my children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! This is her. I'm so not ready like, for her. You know. I am hip deep in this hood and arrows right. and vigilante. Like, can't, she can't have I'm my like, babies yet. I'm <laughs> she like, might have I, my babies, like, but not yet. He's like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. This is the life I lead. Right. I can't have that. And that's what she is. So I think, moving along. So my attitude when we get, and there's other things that lead as we, as we, we roll up to 222. There's all kinds of different they very, very slowly and subtly um, thread moments in with Oliver and Felicity, um, mm-hmm. where it's Beautiful. to me he's he's becoming uh, acquaint or not even resigned. It's becoming comfortable with the concept that he this is the love of my life. And um, but I really think that those words to her that she says that I believe in you and you're not alone. And when she hugs him, mm-hmm. he's just like. I'm not going to lie to myself anymore. I'm not going to push her away anymore. This woman is it for me. And it doesn't matter. It, it, it's that moment where Oliver is like, she is it. There will never be another p- woman for me. And even if I'm not with her, I 
will love her. You know, it's kind of like this realization that this is the love of my life. And and they that's why they kind of repeat it when he does finally tell her that she's mm-hmm. that he loves her. Is he repeats those lines to her. And he says, you know, there's two things I know, which is what she had said to him before she in the clock tower. So that was the moment where he was like, this is he's it's essentially it's a delay. Um, He could have told her in the clock tower. You know, I mean, there's lots of different opportunities Oliver has had to tell Felicity he's in love with her. And it's just when he chooses to just do it, you know, but he, I think it was really important that the writers starts. Yeah. It's like, it's really, he can't stop. (laughs) It's like love vomit coming out of him. It's like, but I think it's really important that the writers connected it to that 222 clock tower moment, because I think that that was a life changing, um, light bulb going off in Oliver's head where he's like, yeah, Okay can't fight this anymore i'm well completely yeah, it was, it was in love absolutely with absolutely because he was like i've been pushing this away yep. and pushing like, this eh, away i just can't nope she's it and they and the way he slowly hugs her because he's so there there's not a lot of a lot a lot of physical touch between oliver and felicity early on in season one and season two it's like no. you're just like weighted with bated breath where it's like oh he touched his sh- I mean, shoulder touches for our foreplay. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, he's touching her shoulder. Um, like that was so much sexual content for us in the beginning of their relationship. And be- the reason for that is, is because like you said, Oliver never, we, he never viewed her as just a roll in the hay. And he was very respectful with Felicity. He treated her like a lady. He, um, he didn't want to, f- ever come across as being sexually aggressive towards her or that he Mm. would ever think that she's a girl that he can just hook up with and never call again. And I think part of that reason is because Oliver, you know, Felicity wasn't shy about her crush when it comes to Oliver. (laughs) I think Oliver knew that she liked, he, she likes me. Um, I don't know if he ever thought, I think Oliver has a hard time believing anyone can really love him just because he has so much, um, there was just so so much (laughs) self-hatred. And I think a lot of it too is he was really building in his head. And, you know, in that moment in the clock tower too is I think a moment too where he realizes I deserve her. You know, he's been through... I think a large part of him pushing Felicity away was he doesn't deserve someone this good. And listen, Sarah's a really good person, but Sarah's pretty dark and twisty. You know, I mean. Well, he understood dark and twisty. And he understood that side of Sarah. And I think he looks at Felicity. It's a little bit of a pedestal thing that they've had to kind of deal with years as the years have gone on here. But um, just that she was really so innately decent that he was like eh, I don't deserve this so I think he really was um, almost rigid with her in his physical connections and then those moments where he's touching her shoulders those are just the little moments where Oliver's letting those feelings for her through but then he pulls her right back he's like oh and there's this one scene in season one where he comes in he's injured and she tries to touch his face and he leans away from her it's a very um, intimate thing like when your boyfriend comes or your husband's hurt and going to him and like inspecting the wounds, there's an intimacy in that. And 
he rejects Felicity in that moment. He pushes her away physically. He's like, no. And she's like, okay. And she backs off. And I thought that was really interesting that he did that in that moment. And then when you, when you go on later in season two, um, he's much more open to physical touch with her. He touches her more. But the thing that struck me in the clock tower is that she hugs him in a way that she's like, I'm not, I'm not letting you push me away this time. Like, she just hugs him, and he's a little like, whoa, and then he slowly wraps his arm around her, and then that's when the light shines through, and I, to me, that is always Oliver saying, this is the love of my life, and yeah, I might actually deserve her, because she believes in me, so, and if I can be the guy that she believes in, if that's, if that's really who I am, then yeah, maybe I do deserve her, so... But season, then you get to the freaking mansion, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I was screaming. There is gonna be I, I like I kind of go back and forth. I have two favorite lines from Arrow. Don't ask me to say I don't love you. Is a real top contender because it's so hot. Like he says it in this way that you're like, oh. I don't really understand how she kept her panties on. She's like, let's just like quick right in here in a little, I know, but they do it all the time in Grey's Anatomy. Um, And then (laughs) he took the wrong woman. Yeah. Was just, what I love about that, it's Arrow acknowledging that they've said it's Laurel the whole time and they were wrong. beautiful about Arrow is that they've never been afraid or shy to say listen we were wrong yes you don't (laughs) see shows that do that you see shows do the love triangle thing you see shows um very seldom do you see a show shift off the the plan a the couple that's introduced in the pilot very rarely I can only count on my hands the couple times I've seen it done um but they don't go to the point of saying, okay, yes, we said it was these two. And then on top of saying, yes, we said it was these two. We were super wrong and we're sorry. <laughs> like, like they do so we much apology. We know this was a hot mess and we're sorry we waited, made you wait two years to fix it, but we're fucking fixing it right now. It was just such a... And they do so much apologizing through season two. Whatever they're like, yeah, we know we said it was her. Yeah, we know she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, we know Felicity's the best. We're working our way there. It's just, it's just such a spectacular moment, just from a meta perspective. Of like, it almost feels like the writers are breaking that fourth wall and like winking at us, like we know. They do it constantly. And they do it like- constantly. They haven't stopped. Well, and the other scene that really was kind of one of those, oh, I know they don't stop. That's the other thing. Like, it's not enough for them to just be done with Laurel and Oliver. They constantly have to shit on it for the rest of the series. Okay. Like, they never stop. Like, on top of we get... the fans of that particular ship. Well, that's why I think. I think that's why. Yeah. They bring it on themselves because every single time... They refuse to accept reality. So Arrow, just, I mean, they're just like, we're not going to fucking do it your way. And this is all the reasons why. They just keep putting it in the show. It's like more, the more they insist, the more The more Arrow, Arrow says, gets lippy about not doing it. 
no yeah and it's like you you guys would be better served to just shut up well and i guess the 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 one scene that always kind of this is one of those scenes where i feel like steven had input in it and i and i don't i was always kind of like huh really um when he says i'm done chasing after you running after you i was like but has he really done that? Because it feels like more like he's been running away from her. <laughs> well, like, he's and at that point he she must didn't know. have been talking more present. I think he was talking more like he keeps running to her aid, and she didn't know he was a Green Arrow at that point, so she was probably as confused as we were. Well, and maybe like he just means in the way that. I've been telling everybody you're you're the love of my life and I'm just done saying that. I'm done being a person who's constantly Right. I feel like what he's trying to say is he's been constantly chasing after Laurel's approval and forgiveness and he's just done. He doesn't right. really give a shit if she forgives him anymore and he really doesn't he's give a shit if she approves. He's after some sort of, of promise of a some future with her. Some sort of validation, some sort of, yeah, future romance. Because I, I always, I think the two are intricately connected. I just, I don't think you can separate Oliver's desire for redemption from his romance with Laurel because... I think his whole attitude when it comes to Laurel is if, if she he forgives me, so I, she, he did her, he done her dirty. And if he can make, if she can forgive me, then I'm fixed. Everything that I did wrong is, is gone. Can, right? It's like, I didn't know it happened. And, uh, you know, and I, he really, I feel like is hyper focused on her in season one because of that reason. Like he has a real, sh- like all of his stuff that all of his plans, Oliver had a very short term, period of time in which he was envisioning that it would take (laughs) and he's like I'm gonna come back I'm gonna save the city Laurel's gonna forgive me I'm gonna be with Laurel and everything will be fixed it's like the last five years never happened I'll be fixed and that's and that's the problem is that he wanted to erase the growth that he'd been through right it was it was something like he reviewed he viewed the the five years of hell that he had been through as a bad thing which and i understand you can't ever look at it, it with is happiness a bad thing, but, also but it was also a really good thing from a spiritual soul redemptive standpoint you know that i don't made think him into a yeah. better person yeah i don't think oliver keyed into that until he <laughs> met felicity yeah I think the Laurel that uh, is always selling, um, the Oliver Laurels are is always selling. I never understand where she comes up with that Oliver. Yeah, it's like that he make doesn't it exist. He doesn't exist, and I think that that is what's so is wonderful about the Oliver and Felicity romance um, is that she knows all of his secrets mm-hmm. as much as much secrets as Oliver well, is sharing. Here's yeah. The thing. Felicity knows, at, at, at least in season two, before Laurel even knew he was the hood. Okay. Mm-hmm. She sits there and she keeps saying, I know you, I know you, I know you better than anybody. I know you better right. than anybody. I know you in my bones. All this stuff. Yeah. Right. But here's Felicity, who didn't know him when he was a jerk. And Oliver knows, like, man, if she knew me back then, she wouldn't have even mm-hmm. given me the time of day. Mm-hmm. But... What Oliver is is more ashamed of than the way he used to be is the way he is now. Like the things that he did during his five years away, the things he does now, putting on the hood, 
the the violence in his life that is what he's really ashamed of it's kind of strange because it's like you should be more ashamed of <laughs> some of this other stuff but you do well you yeah just the, and i mean murder beats is worse right he's going after bad guys right we're like you're you not know. you're not murdering good people you weren't you weren't that great he's before a little bit dear. like dexter but anyhow <laughs> so he didn't have pretty but much anywhere. Well, that's what. Here he's doing these terrible things and Felicity knows all about it. And she likes him just as well as she ever has. But then you contrast it against Laurel, who doesn't even know about the murdery stuff. She just knows about what <laughs> Oliver considers is, is, you know, that's when I was good. His precursor. And, yeah, he does and have. And she's like, yeah. the one always telling him that he's a terrible person. You're a terrible guy. You're, you, of course, you yeah. couldn't be a hero. You're a horrible person. And she doesn't. And she doesn't even know about the whole. She doesn't even know the worst of the uh, yeah, skinned guy. She doesn't know about that yet. Maybe I'm not gonna share. And so it's interesting when you contrast the two. That it's like, how is it ever even a contest? Well, I guess I, and that's what's so funny because I think I think a lot of what the Arrow writers did is they used fans. Um, it's still what they're doing now. They use their fears oh, yeah. and expectations against you. It's kind of like, they're okay, we're terrified. Felicity is going to be dead. Oliver's going to die. Oh, we're all scared. Okay. So I think that there was this <laughs> understanding, obviously. Um, I don't think that they went with Felicity because of, of fan um, reaction. No. I just think Arrow reacted. The writers reacted to her in the same way we reacted to her, and they just rolled with it. Um, but I think they also knew as they're rolling with it that there's going to be um, this level of disbelief that they would ever put and Oliver with, with anyone, with that. right? That with anyone other than Laurel, and they they were like, well, this can really work for us, keeping you know the big shock, surprising twists at the end of the season is that everyone and they were very smart they reintroduced sober laurel laurel about in episode 20 after or 21 after um moira dies and i was like oh fuck a duck i was like she's back i was because i was i was feeling very confident i was very confident it was going to be felicity <laughs> and i think that's why the 222 moment stands out to me is that that's they were pushing Oliver to answer this. Who do you love the most? Who do you love the most? Who do you love the most? And that was what they he really wanted it. us to wonder what his yeah. And they really you, they, you really weren't sure. As, as, uh, it's Felicity, right? I just I, I mean, just remember I sure, sitting but. in the family room. <laughs> I was sitting in the family room and I was just saying to my husband over again, it's like it's gotta be Felicity, right? It's Felicity, right? He's like, yeah, it's gotta be. And then we both we both like, but is it? <laughs> we just weren't just didn't know i was so sure i didn't even question no i was like i don't know i think that's just the big difference between i think one reason is because i was not part of fandom i think if i had been part of the fandom i think if you had been you wouldn't have questioned it either i wouldn't have questioned it but then it's just as and i had no access i was reading zero interviews nothing (laughs) i was just casual viewer probably a good thing because to be had a lot of to be had problems as i hear (laughs) Stephen was in all these. Oh, Sarah's great for him, and every all the Elicity fans are like, like ah, "We're going to kill up. you. We're going to kill you." Yeah, and yeah. No, I, I, 
But I think that, you know, the whole song and dance that Arrow does, oh, we decided in season two Felicity was going to be as lumpen Bullshit. I think that's complete bullshit. Totally. I don't, I don't think one. they would. I reject there the reality There were so many s- moments in season one where you're like, like the scene where she gives him the journal. Because up until that point, it had been all cutesy cutesy and telling her lies and she doesn't believe him and gives him all the cute looks and he smiles and you know saunters away (laughs) and that was the moment where she was just calling him on his bullshit in a way that nobody ever does with Oliver like it's different coming Uh from her than it is with Moira or Thea or even Diggle you know she was an employee and he and she's like yeah, you're full of shit, and I know it, but she yet I trust you. It. And she just let him have it. And it was this moment, too, where when she hands him, she hands him the book. And I love the way Stephen Amell plays it because he hesitates to take it from her because it's almost like this. It feels like fate and destiny. That's that's the look on his face. Like, she is meant well, he, to he be knows in exactly my life. What's, yeah, he, he knows, knows what's exactly in what's in that book. And he's like, it's almost, it's, but it's, it's a way that connects her to the life as in the hood yeah. and yeah. to him. And he's like, he almost, it's like a, kind of a Jesus moment that he's having where he's almost like, whoa, this person uh, is meant to be part of my life in a way that I didn't even really realize. And as much as they sell the destiny, the destiny with, you know, and they're fated and, you know, green arrow and black canary, blah, blah, blah. That to me was arrow really taking a moment where we think his destiny is a little bit different, you know, and that this woman is going to be pivotal. And I think that that's the moment where Oliver realizes he tells her that you can trust me. But what he's really selling her is I trust you. And that that scene where he reveals the green, the hood reveals himself that wouldn't have happened without the scene the earlier scene of him of her giving him the book no it wouldn't have because that signaled to him that she wasn't just a resource that he could go visit right she's not a library yeah exactly yeah that was somebody who's actually willing to work with him on this yeah she's not only going to be an asset to him but she's willing she's a partner she could be just she's yeah you know i think he has a little bit more um you know he sought diggle out you know he saw that diggle was had the qualities that he needed and i think with felicity felicity was a little bit more of a surprise i don't doubt that oliver did his research on her because of course he did because he's oliver but i think that she was unexpected so I think a lot of those earlier scenes are him getting accustomed to this idea of he might need her and he's not used to needing people and that kind of throws him off a little bit. It was really, it's such a lovely scene too because they light it very romantically. It's in the rain, you know, the, like they're starting to just kind of layer in a little bit of the romance. Um but it doesn't mean that they don't have a long way to go. But I just, I feel like anytime they try to sell me this, well, we didn't decide on Felicity until season two. I just am like, 
They're blown. Crock of shit. It's a crock of shit. Don't buy it, people. It's lies. Don't fall they for it. They sit on a There's... throne of lies. Come talk to us and ask us what is truth and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. no, there's some things that they've told us that are true. And there's some things that they've told us that are not. Well, true. and they specifically make Laurel say things that are opposite of what Felicity says. Mm-hmm. Like and Felicity they do that is like on, on purpose, right? They do it on purpose. It's like Laurel's like he's a monster, he's a killer, and Felicity's like I think he could be a hero. A hero. <laughs> You're like, well, which one are they really rolling with here? See, which one should I ship? <laughs> who should I, I pick? Who should I go with? I wonder who Oliver is gonna like better. Um, and it's just like it, it boggles my mind that there's people that were like, no. But I really <laughs> admire. <laughs> arrow right. for not because i know people get all like uppity about the love triangle in season three with um with felicity ray and um uh, I oliver <laughs> i don't i don't get uppity about that yeah. at all um yeah. i really don't even think it was a love triangle with ray i think it was a love triangle between felicity oliver and the arrow that's really what okay. the love triangle was it was it Oliver was. being a dumbass yeah. um and i admire arrow for not doing the love triangle thing with oliver and laurel because Laurel and Oliver were done, completely done, so by 2.14. It was nuked. They nuked Could them. There was done. no and there was coming back. there was never another hint of it. No. And I, and I, what I realized in retrospect, it was just like, it, it was just this uh, knee jerk, <laughs> oh my God, Laurel's here, so therefore she will be. She must be she here must in a be, romantic yeah, capacity. Yeah, romantic capacity. I had not uh, adjusted my brain to just viewing her as, you know, a character like Diggle, who doesn't have any romantic um, intentions with Oliver. Although sometimes we wonder. And when you look at her that way, it just you it feels see like a two different. Right, it feels like a friend. Now, when I watch those scenes, it feels like a friend showing up trying to help Oliver um, without right. all the romantic stuff. And it helps having seen seasons three and four and seeing her be just a friend. It does. So we can recognize it was very it difficult. Better. Yeah, watching it live and not feeling like a lot of she's people getting were upset. introduced again yeah. at the last minute yeah. so we can kind of make her a viable right. candidate and so when she got picked kidnapped by Slade my attitude was well of course because this is who Oliver has said he loves for all these years and but what was beautiful was Oliver's like it doesn't matter I can't I can't change what I'm doing the city comes first. Like, oh, I know. So much shade. She it was, was like, I know. And he was like, that's too bad. So I sad. Know. You're like, really? I can't do it. The city that. comes first. And he's and very he, like, dismissive. He didn't even think no, about it. No, it wasn't. He didn't even give it a half a second. He was like, the city comes first. And I'm like, whoa. But then Felicity's kidnapped and we got to drop everything. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. And again, he was expecting it. He was expecting it, but still, it was kind of, okay, that's awkward. Yeah. Um,. But watching it in the moment, it was hard not to see the comparison. Yeah, it, it just really it, it just really felt very much Arrow acknowledging they got it wrong, which is why they called Laurel. They call her the wrong woman. I mean, what yeah. what planet does that ever happen on? And they've not they have not looked back. They have not looked back since Never that once. moment. And any people sit there and 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 I understand why they get upset about 508 the crossover yeah the 100th episode 
Like they feel like that was them trying to, and it was, guys, no, it was it's just like wall throwing a bone to wall. I understand it was not the elicity in which we are accustomed. We're not getting tons of cutesy cute scenes with Oliver but and But they Felicity. were broken up at the time. Okay, yeah, you they were broken were up. Together. Right, you were never going to get that. <laughs> um, my other thing is you have to look for romance and love in the story in other ways sometimes. It's not mm-hmm. going to just be completely in your face all the time. Um, well, and I just would offer another neon thing. sign. It's like the, the sometimes fan, the Elicity fans of, of season two wouldn't have had as big a problem with 508 as the Elicity fans of season two. I think that's fair. I think we grew accustomed to being, um, to be Head. in your face <laughs> and not remotely yeah. subtle. I think it, when no. you look at the evolution of where Oliver and Felicity began, they, they, they became subtle. They defined subtle. It was the little moments that counted. Um, and that's why I never get upset with how much screen time Oliver and Felicity Mm -hmm. are getting, because to me, the thing about Arrow is that Arrow was never just about Oliver and Felicity. They have a ton of other, uh, storylines going and we really only were given snippets of the romance and we were only given snippets of Felicity and her screen time and the focus of their relationship has just increased over the years to a point where I was never expecting it to get to um is it does it take up the whole of the show no do I like all the other characters that they focus on no but (laughs) it's if if from where we started to where we are now it's it's night and day come very night day so no I I get kind of frustrated especially when you're talking about the 100th episode because the wall the wall Elicity episode everything Oliver is doing is choosing Felicity is everything Oliver is doing is is preparing him to be f- ready for Felicity, you know? Um, it, it, before you're ready to spend the rest of your life with someone, you got to get yourself sorted out, you know? Um, and Oliver had a lot of baggage, and he had a lot of guilt and shame. And what was so beautiful about the 100th episode is that it erased the one thing that he always wished he could erase, which was getting on that boat. He that was when he fully accepted that that was the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and it's a way that he's come to he made peace within himself mm-hmm. about those decisions, about the mistakes he made. He accepted that part of himself. And he accepted that and that no matter how much he wishes his dad and mom are still alive, that at the end of the day he's still choosing a reality where they aren't because that's what's right. And that path And it's not some it's not some act of martyrdom where no. I will give up my perfect life no. in order to live no. in pain no. to serve the people. No, it's 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 both to help, but also because that's what he wants to do. Well, he wants it's what he wants. It's Oliver letting them go. You know, mm-hmm. you know, as he's, and he let he just let that go. It's kind of like an anchor around his neck that he just snapped off that he was like, no, I'm going to let this I'm going to forgive myself for this. This is really what Oliver is saying. I've screwed up. All of these people that I have loved have died and they have been hurt because of me. Because we even have ghost, ghost Felicity there, you know, hologram Felicity. Um, and essentially every person that is there is someone that Oliver has lost and blames himself for their loss. And you can, can, you can include Felicity in that. 
Um, she was the only character, though, who was still alive. So, Well, no, Roy was. Oh, that's Roy. right. Roy was. So I think that him going back is equally him letting go of his past in a way. He still had a little bit more work to do. Um, but it's also choosing his life the way it is now. He would rather live in a painful reality than a blissful fantasy. Well, the blissful fantasy wasn't complete. Well, and I think it's because some, he wasn't the Green Arrow, right? And there's he parts didn't of himself have the missing. relationships right. that he had that he preferred for himself. Well, I don't think you can look at Oliver's dream world <laughs> with Laurel. <laughs> And not notice that everything that he has with Laurel has been pulled from his life with Felicity. And as he gets his memories back and he realizes this, he's not going back to Laurel because he, he wants Laurel. He's going back because he's terrified. He knows he's trying to hold on to what he thinks is his reality because what he's really seen scared the shit out of him, you know? But... I think that there's no question by the time Oliver gets towards the end and he's telling Laurel goodbye that he knows and realizes that anything he has with her, the the aliens have pulled it from his relationship with Felicity. So right. once again, exactly. he's running the other direction. Oliver is always running the other direction from Laurel. And that it's you the can class consistency in their relationship. Right. The, you can classify it in right and wrong. Like the right path is the harder path, but Oliver chooses it because it puts him on the path he's supposed to be. And that path is always to Felicity. The wrong path is always easier and leads directly to Laurel. That's the way I look at it. So he chooses what <laughs> he chooses what is wrong or he chooses what is right, even though it's harder. And there's a great line. One of my absolute all time favorite movies is scent of a woman. I love mm. it. I love Al Pacino in that movie. Um, <laughs> and he, at the end, he says that he always knew uh, what was right and what was wrong. And he said he never chose what was right. Never once. And he says, because it was too damn hard. And that is the essential summation of humanity it really is that a lot of times what's the right thing is the hardest thing to do and but at the end of that road we know felicity's there oliver what i love about the 100th episode is oliver chooses to go back to a world where he's lost the love of his life and he really has no hope that he's ever going to get her back but he'd rather live in that world with felicity than live in a world without her well, consider the very end of that crossover where Oliver and Barry go for their... They have their beer their traditional and their beer. shag in the closet later. <laughs> Stop. No one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and he, they, they toast to life being full. Mm -hmm. That fantasy world was not a full life. Yeah. No, I totally it was, agree. It was, a sh it was a shadow of what he really wanted. Yep. So I hope so that, those, that those fans of that ship shouldn't be too proud of it. No. <laughs> well, and you know, hopefully this is, there's just so many moments in season one and season two, like we could do 45 minutes on each of them because we really could, but you know what I would, I would like to talk about sometime in the coming weeks 
is I mentioned this to you before, but I'll mention it here now in the podcast yep. so people will hold us to it. Is I want to talk about all the chances that Felicity gave Oliver. Oh Lord, that's the whole show. <laughs> but like, I feel we're like need a to, lot we're of gonna people, like book two hours for that at least. <laughs> a lot of people feel really bad for oh poor poor Oliver. Felicity's so mean when she did this or when she really? said no to him. Listen, here. y'all, and it's like. She was giving him so many chances of Cal? chances upon chances. So I have a whole rant ready. Okay, Cal. Who's your favorite character? We'll Felicity. Right. Who's my favorite character? Oliver. Right. Do I ever feel sorry for that dumbass of a pine tree? <laughs> no, I don't. And I love him. But you're I love him more than anything, but I no. He, but you have your eyes open. He's a pine tree. The whole show and is based on Oliver being the stupidest oak tree to ever live and Felicity forgiving him for all of his that's shit. Why we like him. That's how this works. That's why I'm so excited yeah. about now because maybe we're going to stop doing that. Mm. Maybe we're not. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, yes. this made for an interesting So I hope that you enjoyed topic. the origins of Felicity. We could probably have talked about it for another seven hours, but. Yeah, if you guys have anything to say, just reply on Twitter yeah. and let us know and we'll talk yes and we'll do more so we won't leave you during winter hiatus because we love you no we're still here we're still here all right we'll talk later later thanks for joining us this week be sure to listen next week Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.